I've had 30 years of evidence of trying to understand everything and I don't feel better. I don't feel safer. I don't feel more loved. I don't feel more connected. I'm not in my heart. I'm certainly not maybe speaking my truth when I want to. And all these things that I think are paramount in importance to even this third density human body. Tori Prime's Have It All podcast, where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff. A podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now, fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never, ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Yes. So. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> um, so I wanted to, uh, I'm just curious, right? Uh, so we, we, Elon and I have been uh, working with different coaches. Um, most of you guys probably know Marcy at this point in time. And um, we, we worked with her for about 15 months, I would say now, 14, 15 months. Um, that just completed last week, which is really bittersweet, but definitely not completed like a relationship completed more like the, you know, the, the formal coaching stuff. Uh, she's off on her way to India right now for a whirlwind adventure, I'm sure. Um, and we're kind of like, you know, what's next for us. And then we're looking around and we're actually talks with a lot of different people. It's like most people have like a coach. Suddenly I'm like, yeah, there's people who are really good at this and there's people who are really good at that. And, and a lot of our work, um, has been really into the energy space, which is just the funniest thing to me ever. Like though we're, we're so hyper-focused on it, um, you know, as like our next ascension process, where like two years ago, three years ago, if me and you were sitting around thinking about like, hey, what, what, what are we gonna be doing a few years from now? I don't think in a million years, that would have been our primary focus. No, um, no. Yeah, it's, it's conscious awareness for it. I think it, it, yeah, it's been a little bit of a humbling experience for me because, you know, when it, when it came to like the coaching space, there's, there's a lot of things I, I felt like me and you, um, did really well and, and like brought a lot into. And then this space, you know, the last two years or so di diving in here, I feel, I don't want to say like a novice again because it's built on a really, you know, good foundation of things that we've learned. And the, there's, so much I realize I don't know in this space. Certainly, I think even just taking like plant medicine work and well opened up a whole new area for us. Um, so anyway, we're working with well, like a bunch of different people and different facets now and things in business, but separately on um, where we want our personal growth to be. And, and we started working with this um, guy, Andrew. I've been working with him since about August. Elon had his first two like kind of formal trainings with him the last um, few weeks. So I'm just interested about your your initial initial responses to all this and uh, what do you hope to get out of it? And yeah, really anything you want to share about that? Well, here's what I'll tell because my experience I think is irrelevant for people. So I'd, I'll take this from a different, different <laughs> perspective. Sure. Um, 
I think one of the things that's become more and more clear to me of late is, and, and the way it like plays in my mind is suspend your disbelief. Mm. Um, and I think even last time we were here, I shared the whole, like that, that amazing conversation I had with, uh, with that woman about the kids. And um, I just want to share, cause I don't think, I think that happened on a Monday. So I must've shared it like right after it happened. Yep. And then that I night. We shared it within like an hour of it happening. Yeah. Uh, so that night I, I shared it with uh, Fanny. And so I'm, I'm like, you know, wow, this is the most amazing thing. And then literally the first, the second I say this woman, uh, like the first thing she said about Aaliyah was that she's a princess and this and that. And Fanny's question is like, where did, uh, where did you connect with this girl? And I was like, I don't know, on Facebook somehow. She's like, oh, so she looked at your Facebook wall. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. She's like, well, then then that's where she came up with this stuff. And, and <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. And this is, again, this is not like, you know, I'm not saying that my wife is anything like limited or whatever. It's just really interesting to note how we as human beings need everything to fit into the construct of what makes sense to our reality. Totally. And I think where you and I, uh, we're, you know, like you've used the word psychonauts, like we've literally gone into the multiverse and back and, and, and seen and experienced and been around wizards and magicians and, and witches and, and fairies and God knows what else, where it's like, you get to a point where you're just like, I don't have a fucking clue. Like, I, I just really don't have a fucking clue. Aaliyah's <laughs> <laughs> sitting here under the desk. She goes, Abba, you got one strike. Now you got two. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> from, the, from the cursing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you, Aaliyah. And, um, you know, I, I think it's like such a beautiful quality that I never would, it would have never been something that I actively sought to create this, like suspend your disbelief. And yet the more we delve into this world of these, you know, ascended masters and healers and, and people that have gifts beyond what your limited mind can comprehend. It's so beautiful. Um, and so my experience with Andrew, right? Like put me there two years ago. I've been like, this guy's an absolute quack. Like no joke. I would have been like, you are off your rocker. Like this doesn't make any sense to me, etc." And then instead I had this just amazing, amazing, beautiful experience. And you just notice how like the human mind wants to come in at every single second. And one of the conversations that kept coming up for me is like, am I doing this right? Is this what it's supposed to look like? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? Is this what it's supposed to feel like? Should it feel this way? Right. And it's, I'm just noticing it all really, really loud. And it's all that mind trying to grasp to what it knows and understands. And I think that's honestly like the greatest gift that we've stumbled upon. I mean, did you have like a conscious effort where you're like, you know what? I would like to work on this year to spend my disbelief. I don't think it was either of our conscious wants and desires. And I have to say, it's like, I, I, I so love that we have that. We've always been yes to everything. So, you know, we've, we've like tried a bunch of stuff that most people wouldn't try. Like Benny was over this weekend. 
we were talking about um, uh, Iboga. Yeah. And uh, does, he said say, this, like, does he say like Qdoba? No, no. <laughs> this, this, this guy that they met uh, was going to do it. And um, he was talking to Sarah about it. And she's like, you know, I might be intrigued. He's like, whoa. He's like, it's the only thing that Elon said no to. Even Elon said no to this. <laughs> and it like made me realize, you know, that's, and Fanny started laughing. They all started laughing. I'm like, I love that that's my <laughs> friend's perception of me. Yeah. That like, I'm a yes to absolutely everything. And I think we both are an absolute yes to everything. And it really takes something. It really takes like suspending many, many, many programs and constructs and beliefs to do some of the things that we've said yes to because they do not make any sense. And they seem so out there, you know, and that's why like Fanny's like, oh, she, she saw that on Facebook. And I was like, sure. Yeah. 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 I, I was just thinking it would be fun for us to take this moniker and say, logic need not apply, have it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of agree. It's like, man, it's so interesting because I'm sure there's going to be so much more to know about the brain and the chemistry and psychology. And it, and, it, and it keeps opening up for me. I mean, like, you know, five personality patterns, amazingly interesting. Um, you know, speaking, even speaking off of that, uh, like I've really taken my time with that book, like really, really taken my time with that book. I've been, I've been reading it for six months now and I'm, I'm right at the end that, that, that it has an end, but I'm at the end of the text and then I'm going to like literally just cycle back and read it again. Cause even where my understanding of it, like I just, you know, you're just kind of like getting your feet in that world right now. Exactly. So a lot of the terminology he uses comes from Ken Wilber comes from this methodology, not necessarily exactly this book, but like this kind of, uh, perspective. And I, and this whole time I've been like, oh yeah, I'm aggressive structure, aggressive structure. And I'm, I'm like 90% rigid structure. Wow. And I, and I, and I look at, because I even see how, uh, how my anger, what I was using it for is different than the way that an aggressive pattern person uses it. Every pattern has aggressive, like it is going to use anger, right? But they're using it in different ways. So like an, an aggressive pattern is like blunt force trauma. A rigid pattern is like, I'm going to get you right where it hurts. I'm going to like find that thing. I'm going to keep inside in that right moment, you know, like give it to you. How Virgo of you. How very Virgo of me. It's like the thing that women do when they're like, and the sex wasn't that good. Or like your dick is small or whatever it might be. Right. Like, that's so, that's like so rigid. Just waiting to drop that fucking line on you. Um, and I'm reading it and I'm like, wow, it's so fucking interesting. Cause for six months, I almost read nothing but the other ones. I didn't read rigid at all. And it was the last thing. So like, I, and I see myself in all of them, right? I see myself in all of them, but it's been a little bit of a reframe going like, Ooh, my focus has kind of been a little bit on the wrong spot. And, and, and it really opened something up for me. More yeah. interesting is, is that like, you know, Safani's very clearly of a rigid structure where so rigid just means like rule-based people, right? Like yeah. you break the rules, no good. You see the kids, the kids like to follow rules. Like our, our family lineage is rigid. And honestly, even even Mandy, I'm like, what is Mandy? Because Mandy's kind of like very fluid. But I'm like, yeah, this girl's rigid too. You know? <laughs> so it's like we we attract those people. Mom and dad certainly rigid structures. You and I certainly rigid structures to some extent. You know, and and again, there's a blend, but I see the the predominance of it. So it's interesting. However, 
what's cool about it is it also takes you through the lineage of what it's like to heal it. What do you get to do to heal it? And everything we've been kind of working after two years is kind of been processing and healing rigid merger. Like it's, it's actually been really good, like really, really good. Cause if you think about it, I don't, I don't get nearly as impacted as I did a few years ago. Same thing for you. Um, and, and that's been really exciting for me because when it, it talks about like what it looks like to be healed, I just sit there and I'm like, <laughs> that's going to be <laughs> real nice. And I mean, I've certainly had tastes of it, like just not, not having influence on me anymore. So um, I think what's cool about us is we, we used to be the very logical people. I think it's why we like the landmark stuff because yeah. it, it all linearly made a lot of sense. I think more than anything, probably ayahuasca pushed us away from that. Vipassana certainly helped me with that as well. Where I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. I don't even think I understand or need to care about what's going on. It certainly doesn't make me feel safer. I've had 30 years of evidence of trying to understand everything and I don't feel better. I don't feel safer. I don't feel more loved. I don't feel more connected. I'm not in my heart. I'm certainly not maybe speaking my truth when I want to and all these things that I think are paramount in importance to even this third density human body, forget other levels of consciousness that are now available to us. And I think, you know, our pursuit has been like, hey, how do we step into other layers of consciousness? I don't even think that we knew that. Like now, I'm much more aware that that's kind of the game I'm playing. Yeah. And not like it has a right or a wrong way to do it, but I'm interested in different realms. I'm interested in different states of consciousness. I'm interested in uh, understanding the body through all the realms that it gets to go through, like literally like port porting and portaling through all these different things, which I think for most people, maybe this is even the first time you're hearing about that. Certainly you probably know about Buddha and Christ consciousness and stuff like that, but there's like a whole smorgasbord array, smorgasbord, smorgasbord array of consciousness that we get to play with. And the funny part is, is like, that's only starting to get a little bit more, I don't want to say solid to me because that makes it feel like I'm attached to something, but more aware for me. And then if, if you know, if about two months ago, I was having myself uh, a, a psychedelic ceremony and this voice came um, and, and was like this face that was smiling from ear to ear. And it was just laughing at me. And I'm like, what are you laughing about? And it goes, hey, and it like kind of like almost like knocked on my consciousness and was like, hey, hey, it's like, uh, this is consciousness. You think there's only one way to use it? And, and I was laughing because I'm, I was looking at the whole of humanity and, and in a way we've taken consciousness like we do with business and we've made marketing and sales around it. And we tell people what it is so that people think that it has to be this way when it gets to be this really like playful kind of fun experience. And suddenly it is, you know, suddenly I'm like, Oh, where, where else do I get to travel? Where else do I get to go? Yeah. Uh, now I'm just looking for the Sherpas that have, have played in those spaces. Yeah, I mean, he he said one of the things that I can share, and, I, and we shared this on the podcast earlier, but like the he he got me into this state where I was just so blissed out, where I was like talking slow, and I I didn't have any thoughts in my mind. It was just like blank emptiness, and and my feet were tingling. But if I might sent a signal from my brain to my feet to move like wiggle, you know, that wiggle your big toe, like nothing was connected to anything. It was just like a completely almost out of body experience. And I'm sitting there and, and he's having an interaction with me and he's like, okay, now open your eyes and, and maintain it. And I'd never had that experience with eyes open. 
where I was literally like being able to like scan the room and still be in this almost like deep yep. meditative state. And he goes, welcome to my state. Like this, this is how I operate. I'm like, and, and the thought comes in is like, how? Yeah. If I had to speak to a client right now, I don't even understand how I would do that. And I said this to him, it took me a whole minute to get out that sentence. Uh, and then he said, what if you gave up your belief of how you have to show up as a coach and what that looks like? And I remember being in that state and kind of going like, oh, right. It was kind of like when Marcy, we had finished the event and we were talking about the slides and she's like, you don't trust yourself. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> um, but you know, that opened up a whole conversation of like, why do I feel like I have to show up on stage and have slides and, and have this whole thing set up? Right. And then that kind of unfolds. So I had to give up what it looks like to put on an event and what it looks like to be this guy on stage. And then he asked this and I just went, huh, that's really interesting. Mm. And then as we completed and I just kind of sat there, I got present to the fact that, you know, um, Jesus, for example, there's and, and Buddha, there are stories and, and many ascended masters where people just got to sit in a room with them in silence. And by being in a room with them in silence, they transform their entire lives. Like that is actually the the most ultimate version of transformation that at least in my, you know, knowing and perception uh, exists. And that lives in a world very distinct from the world how we show up as coaches, right? Like that's a whole other level. Imagine just having to sit there quiet. That's it. And, and people want to be around you because they get transformed. So anyway, it just kind of opened up this whole thing of, again, what I said before, suspend your beliefs. Like, I have a belief right now, which has served me and served many of you guys listening and watching uh, of what it looks like to be a coach. And I'm willing to give up that conversation to explore what would be there when that goes away. And honestly, I have no idea. And I think that's, <laughs> you know, we also had a conversation with Amateo the other day about, um, attracting like high level clients and in this noticing this thing about like the people who you're dying to work with, like the, the people that you really, really desire to work with would scare the shit out of you because it, you, you'd almost be in the state of like, I don't know what to say to this person, which merge that with what Andrew shared with me, right? Like if you got into that state and we're just being in that state with that person, you wouldn't need to know what to say the what to say and how to be and what to would just naturally flow from, you know, wherever it's going to flow from and you wouldn't have to worry about any of that stuff. In the words of Ken Wilber, the, the isness and the suchness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I, I really like this idea of like, um, suspend your belief. Forget suspend, expel your belief, you know, yeah. like, suspend your like, well, I'm going to test it against this belief and see what I feel like. It's funny, man. Like, you know, a few years ago, I felt like we were really ready to be on a big stage and like do this like global work. And I'm like, damn. And, and part of me, it's funny because I've always known that internally, 
I'm still at the effect of other people's emotional states. I'm still at the effect of what other people are doing. And I thought of like on a global scale, like being a global leader, if someone's around you and you're like deeply impacted, right? Like you're almost like processing their work. I'm like, I don't know how that would look being a global leader because you're going to be, that's, that's your life, right? Like every negative comment or energy thrown your way is now something to like kind of battle with. Yeah. And I thought about that life and I'm like, that's not a life that seems endearing to me at all. And I actually kind of knew I'm like intuitively, I'm like, this is something I get to heal before I would even consider stepping into a space like that of having that level of influence, because I just know that I wouldn't be able to, like, I wouldn't feel healthy personally anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of interesting moving towards a space. I don't know many people yet who are, who are, are really playing with this. Certainly there've been uh, societies and people throughout history who have delved into this and had this level of, of really high mastery. But in today's world, like, I don't know who you turn to that's sitting in a high place of influence that's actually teaching this stuff. Re religion certainly uh, poses as the vehicle for this. But as the more I look into it and the more I'm kind of starting to connect the dots about what it actually, not that I have any idea what it takes, but like what it seems to actually take, I'm like, holy crap, they are missing the mark big time, at least Western, you know, at least the way it's being presented currently. And, and clearly there was an undertone at some point that actually led people down these paths in a really beautiful way that's oh, just, yeah, no, yeah. just no longer the case. So um, it's you been know, really cool. To that, that, to that point, you know, I think I there think was, it was back in the day, it was, it was easier to get into these states because the world wasn't as hectic. Like there's so much distraction. There's so much technology. There's so much in your face. All that there's so much isness all the time that to get into that state, like that state that I was in was, I mean, if every human being could be in that state, there would literally be no more wars. There would be no more hunger on the planet. There would be no more kill. Like it would be, and to, to some extent, I personally, like my mission, I think our mission is to get this, the, the state of human beings as a species to that awakened state. Hi there, Satorian. So I just wanted to share something amazing with you really, really quick. If you don't know this already, the word Satori means a moment of sudden enlightenment. Well, Guy and I did a coaching session for a group of incredible people just the other week. And after about 90 minutes were up, these participants were on absolute fire. People emailed us for days sharing their own Satori moments, how they rekindled lost relationships, how clients seemed to appear out of thin air, how they received the largest paid speaking gigs, or healed their body in ways that they've been trying to do for decades, just to name a few. So we thought, hey, you may actually want to create your own Satori moment. So if you go to satoriprime.com forward slash my Satori right now, you can watch that same training we did for free. I mean, it really truly was one of the best coaching sessions we've ever had. And we're really excited to share it with you. So again, if you go to satoriprime.com forward slash my Satori, you can go experience your own Satori. And I'd love to know what you think once you watch it. Enjoy. Like imagine you got to wake up in that blissed out state. You got to work in that blissed out state. And Marcy says this, and, and we've heard this from Paul Turo, you know, growing up, like leaders go first. And um, we've, we've been that way from day one. Not only you and me, but I feel like our family has, has been kind of these like, 
we'll go first. We'll, we'll scope it out. We'll come back and report. And um, I feel like a lot of the people that follow us, that, that end up working with us and coaching with us, like, I think it's something that they appreciate. I mean, look, we're taking eight, nine people down to the jungle with us who have zero fucking idea of what they're about to walk into. Mm-hmm. Zero. And paid us a whole lot of money to come to an experience that they know fucking nothing about. Other than the fact that two brothers came back who they like and listened to that said, this was the best experience of my entire life. And they're like, I want to know what that is. Yeah, That, that to me is like really, really fascinating. Um, and I think there's, there's a few people in this world that really do that. I mean, we are acknowledging Marcy at the end of the, of our last call with her, uh, our last official coaching call, I should say with her. Um, and you know, she, she does that better than anybody like that. That woman is such a yes to everything. And something that we spoke about last time, it's like, when you are a yes in this fashion, aren't you guys present and aware to who gets to show up? Like Satori Prime showed up in your life because you were a yes to something. Yep. We don't just show up. It just doesn't happen like that. You know, you open yourself up. You you ask to receive some sort of information, some sort of inspiration, some sort of something. And then all of a sudden you someone sends you our podcast or you land on a video of ours. And, and here we are having this conversation with you. It These things don't just happen. And so the more we've said yes is, you know, like, Andrew showed up on a fucking dance floor to guy like whispering something's in his ear after we had gotten back from, from <laughs> our first Columbia trip. Dude, like go back six months from that moment. If that dude rolled up on you at a club and whispered those things, you'd be like, get the fuck away from me, weirdo. He, he wouldn't have even done that. He would have, exactly. he and his state would have known not, not to come because I wasn't ready. I'm, I have a whole new appreciation for when the student is ready the teacher appears yeah, because I get that it's, it's, it's not just this cliche line. Like there is a vibrational frequency. A teacher wouldn't even, you know, just that those type of people who are having those type of experiences who are vibrating at that place and know those frequencies and maps know not to come to people who literally could not receive that quite yet. Yeah. Not to say that anybody's stupid or anything else like that. We're all just going through our own different part of our ascension process and completing what we need to complete. It just, it, it just wouldn't happen. Um, you know, what I find fascinating now, so there are like two things that came out of uh, some experiences last week. Um, number one, I mean, my, my awareness over my body has increased a lot. With that comes a lot of more sensation, many of which your mind is like, what the fuck is going on now? You know, then um, there's two things that really became really present for me as like a, a place I want to live from more and more. Number one is uh, don't take action, any action outside of alignment. So it's like if something happens to you, uh, is overwhelming you, stressing you, whatever, creating some kind of sensation in the body, before you go take action to relieve those sensations, which is what we're 90% of human action probably is, is like uncomfortable things are happening in your body. Let's change the external so I can feel different. Um, To stop that shit and make sure that when something's happening, no matter what's going on, I give myself five, 10 minutes, I bring myself back into my alignment, um, and start taking inspired action versus perspired action, as we've been calling it. Uh, that's become uh, uh, abundantly clear. And then um, putting a lot of focus on not dropping the heart connection. 
right? So you were, you, what you were saying before is like, uh, is being spatial. It's like I can almost like an open eye meditation. So it's yeah. like you're, you're, you're out here while you're in here at the same time. And you're just using kind of your awareness to do that. Um, notice it, but like, that's what we do so much. And I even think about like coaching and calls like these and lives, like mostly I'm up here. If I'm really being honest, like my energy is being pulled up. I'm, I'm using a lot of this and it's like, that's fine. I'm not saying shut that off. I'm just saying like have an awareness here at the same time while that's happening. Cause yeah. it, I can, I can feel like the energy pulling back up towards the third eye and it's like helping it dissipate back down. Those are like my two primary focal points right now. That's all I'm focusing on. Yeah. It, it's, uh, Again, it's so new to me and it's just so interesting, just like anything new to ever at anybody, the amount of stuff that you go through. I mean, I'm almost like when we first started the business and I would sit in front of technology stuff and, and learn these courses and everything in my mind was like, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're doing, but like, you're never going to get this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just noticing I'm, I'm sitting with Andrew and like an hour into it and the same stuff comes up. Sure. It's like, you're not going to know how to do this. This doesn't make any sense. You don't blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, Oh, this is so funny. That's exciting too, though. I mean, I, I, I personally can't remember the last time I had, like I've been disengaged with something that we've been doing. Cause a lot of it is like, yeah, okay. Maybe that's new, but like, I've kind of heard something like that before. Um, de delving headfirst into the void, so to speak. Uh, and, and actually doing it not because of substance. Cause that's always been my, my pathway to it. I never, I'm sure meditation and stuff like that too. Um, I, I could see why gurus have been needed throughout time. Right. Like, yeah. Like needed, like, yeah, it's, it's like you said, Jesus, Buddha, they sit in a room. Why is it that they can do that? Well, they can transmit. Right. Yeah. And, and all of us can transmit. In fact, we're all transmitting all the time, which is why you feel connected to some people you don't feel connected to somebody else. They might be saying the same thing, but one, you're like, Oh my God, I love this person. The other one, you're like, I can't stand anything about them. And <laughs> they're doing exactly the same thing. Why? Cause we're transmitting. Um, however, when you're aware of the transmission yeah, and, and what you're putting out, how you're putting it out, who's ready for that particular transmission versus I'm just transmitting because I can, uh, all that stuff is, is a lot more interesting. Well, you want to hear something kind of freaky and this will this will like challenge your guys uh, belief system. So Andrew is someone that can see into multiple bodies. What does that mean? It's like there's the physical body, there's an emotional body, there's a causal body, there's an energistic body. So he can kind of see into all of these bodies at one time. So in the middle of my, you know, blissed out state, uh, Shia walks into the room. And I actually hear Andrew go, like, I, I hear Shia walk in, and then I hear Andrew go, oh. This is in real life, not in your experience. This is in real life. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Shia's sitting there, and Andrew says, hi, this and that. And when Shia leaves, Andrew's like, whoa. I was like, what? He goes, when your son walked in, he saw all of me. Like, the same way I look at you, he saw all of my stuff. Like, all my bodies, all of it. Like, he's got it. I was like, oh. How interesting. So hmm. to your point, I, I'm not saying that all of us have that specific power. Okay. What I, I do think is something that we all get to look at is like, we all have superpowers. Those superpowers have been hidden because superpowers are weird or have been weird. 
Whereas in the past, I think superpowers were really cool and people were celebrated for superpowers. Then witches were burned at stakes and superpowers, maybe even before that, but that's just the one thing that came to mind right now is like, then superpowers all of a sudden became not cool, dangerous, in fact. And so think even from a parent raising a child, a parent raised a child. So Kelly, that woman that I shared about last week, would go to her mom, she was three or four years old, would walk over to her mom and be like, so what did Jesus tell you last night? And her, and to a family who's not religious, they didn't go to church, nothing. And this girl is having like full on conversation with Jesus at the end of four in her dreams. And thinking that everyone on the planet has this. So she's going to ask her mom like what? And meanwhile, her parents have no context for what that is or how that's even possible. So guess what they do? Squash that down because that's not real. And how, how often do we do that to children? Because it's not real in our limited mind and world. And then we squash all these superpowers. So from, from very young age, these kids are basically taught that these gifts are not okay are weird. And then now we're in the state where like, you know, Ghana, I've got to take it on this thing where it's like, we want to reawaken people's superpowers because we think it's really fucking cool. And so like <laughs> you go, you go through this whole thing. It is to, fucking cool. To, to come back to like, wait, those gifts are miracles. Those gifts are magic. Like I want those back. And just, you know, what if we lived in a world like kids actually got to live from their birth with those gifts and they would be, just be honored? Well, I want to just, you know, so, this is so funny to me because what started coming into view is that, like, we have this this view of, like, an observable reality that we're all really comfortable with. And most yeah. of this observable reality is, like, what you see on TV, which is, like, showing you this part of observable reality. But let's talk about even what we can observe in the universe. So we are looking at an infinite universe. We don't know what infinite means, but we know that we're looking at an infinite universe of billions, more than imaginable to the human mind, how many structures there are in a universe. You live on a planet that for some reason is a perfect sphere, but when you walk to the bottom of it, you're still right side up. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there are, uh, like, the way that energy works and that gravity works and the way that the energy of love works and all these things are so psychedelic. There's, like, what, what is this, like, mundane reality that we're talking about? If somebody else lived in a different reality and they popped a pill, and it showed them our reality. It would be the psychedelic adventure of a lifetime. Yeah. Of a lifetime. You, you, you'd be like, oh my God, you guys get to live here. I want to be here all the time, right? Because it's like colors and water that's doing the weirdest shit ever. Like there are so many mystical things happening on this planet. And yet you're like, yeah, we can play with altered states of consciousness and, uh, you know, you can go become a being of pure love. No, that's ludicrous. <laughs> or you could change or you can move energy with your hand or your body or telepathically speak. And we think that that's ludicrous. It's like it, I, I don't know that anything could be more normal, but I, honestly, it's like forget even it's all normal. Anything that is possible is probable. Mm -hmm. All things are possible. And they're not at the same time. It's all one big freaking paradox. I, like me and Angela sit around, be like, we'll, we'll be having a discussion, be like, yeah, that's the truth. 
and that's not true at all at the same time. Yeah. And, and, and it's like that about everything, right? And it's so funny because it all goes back to our original idea, pick your bullshit. Yeah, pick your bullshit and run with it. I mean, talk about like, I'm obsessed with nature shows. I mean, you know this about me, but like now that they're in 4K, it is just so good. Um, I was watching Blue Planet uh, 2 and so coral, like corals are dying. And in a a, uh, time that like is unmatched by extinction of, of any other animal. So like even where Fanny and I went to um, Australia, to the Great Barrier Reef, mm-hmm. like the amount, so, so somehow they're getting sick and what they do when they get sick is they like send out these like calcified arms, almost like it's like a last ditch effort to protect themselves, but they end up killing themselves. So now there's just like gray coral for thousands of miles. I know, and it's wild because I think coral only grows like an inch a year. So it's like, how long did it take to get there? Well, I don't know, like different corals can, but regardless, so so they're talking about this and look, for all we know, it could be their evolution into whatever is next for coral. Like we, we honestly have no fucking clue. Like we don't. Here's what I find super cool. Once a month and only on a full moon, every coral on the planet spits out eggs and spawns once a month only on a full moon. This thing that has no brain or no blah, 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 just that time. Fucking explain that to me. (laughs) Like, you know, we're like this, this amazing being, we're tracking shit. This thing that's underwater that can't even fucking see the moon knows that at exactly this day, at exactly this time, at night, during the full moon, I was sitting there, I'm like, we have no clue. We just have no clue. Fascinating. Yeah, I love it. I think um, it's interesting. I talked to some of my friends now, and I know that we've made a huge investment in ourselves over the last two years or so to really gain new perspective or maybe lose old perspective. I'm not probably both, right? That's true, and it's not true. Um, I, I can tell, though, that there's something happening inside of me that they can't quite put their finger on because logic doesn't dictate what's happening inside of me. So we're like, we're having these conversations and I know that they know this, but they know it all up here. And then the, the, how do I, and the, da, 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 da starts. And, and I, and it's funny cause it's not even a, how do I question? I can actually feel the frequency behind the thing asking the question, which I know is the thing, uh, like stopping them from being able to actually receive it. So it's, it's definitely been an expansive little world. I mean, these last six months have been a, a complete remodel from within. Uh, and it does like simplify this whole thing again. I'll just say it comes down to two things. Are you connected to your heart when you're connected to people and in your interaction with them? Mostly we're not because we're just in our survival state, uh, putting our defenses up, starting to apply our strategies. And then you're just not there. Your brain is there, but you're not there. Yeah. Um, and it could be as simple as, Hey, is my heart here? Like, I know a lot of you guys probably have read Michael Singer's um, Untethered Soul. And he talks about that in great detail over there, just keeping your heart open. You know, but what does that mean, especially when you're trying to keep your heart open through your mind? Right? Like, you're reading in a book, you're trying to understand how to keep your heart open through your mind. It doesn't make any sense. Right? So, it, it, it has to, it gets to come from like this 
feeling within where you can actually contrast the feeling of life when it's open to when the feeling of life to when it's closed Absolutely. so that you can identify like, oh crap, I'm closing, right? What's out of alignment here? And there's something you probably you get to feel through uh, in that moment. And I really do think for, for a lot of the human race, I mean, certainly looking at the political arena, these are people who have just, you know, completely shut that part of themselves off um, for a lot of, the, I, I can't say all of them, but for a lot of the things that get happen on our planet can only be done from people that we're calling, you know, schizophrenics or sociopaths or whatever we're calling them. Ultimately, we're saying these people are so guarded, so defensed that they're all logic. And some of them might be really, really smart. Uh, but really smart people have done some really terrible things on this planet, not being connected to their hearts. Really spiritual people, by the way, have done really terrible things too because they haven't gone through their own. Um, the, the logic isn't well developed. Yeah, um, yeah. They they both get to be developed. I do think that that's pr probably the primary focus of like these next few generations, if not this one right now, is how do we connect these two paths and merge them, kind of like meeting science, religion, spirituality, right in the same location. So they can all be learning from each other because we know that, you know, people are doing stuff in tech right now that are super smart. If they're not connected though, to, to source, if they're not connected to spirit, like that could be AI being sourced in a really negative way versus AI coming here and really helping us transcend and, and evolve into what we're supposed to become. So yeah, yeah. it's balanced. I mean, it's, it's, it's balanced everything. Yeah. It's been balanced always, whether it's, you're talking about your health and fitness, there's balance to be found. And think about even our journey, right? It's like you started working out way before I did, right? And you did it purely because you felt threatened. Like people, you, your your physical well-being was threatened, right? So it's like, I'm going to protect myself. So that creates like this whole mentality of working out. Then you get to school and it's like, I'm going to lift as much weight as possible because you're looking at all these other people and going, I'm just going to get as big and do as much and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's this whole thing. Then you, you, so that's extreme. That's extreme. Then eventually you're like, okay, well now I'm slow. I can't move that well. I'm infle inflexible. So like you sacrifice all this other stuff and it's just all about finding that balance of what works for you. Diets, same thing, right? Like I tell people, if you're going to choose an extreme diet, I can pretty much tell you it won't last because it's impossible to maintain something at that level of extreme. Um, and yeah, I, I think that the human beings as a species are right now, I think the pendulum is going to swing far in the other way. And, and I'm happy to kind of see it go that way. I think we've been very, very logic, very, very do very, very like, get shit done, get shit done, get shit done. I think now it's really starting to swing kind of in that other direction. And I think this new generation of people saying that, you know, uh, they don't care. Millennials don't care. And they're, they're not, they don't have a work ethic. I, I kind of think that's shit that we're making up because of our understanding of the world. I think the world, they, intuitively know that the world that they're walking into is very, very different than the world that we've all lived in and the skill sets that they're developing are very, very different. So to us, it looks like they're lazy and they're entitled and blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, look at what some of these quote unquote millennials have built. Sure. They've built, um, they've built some of the greatest tools the world has ever seen. Certainly. Right. So I, I just, 
again, well, look, I mean, from a from a place in the world where everything has been done through logic, and look, logic has gotten us a technologically advanced world, right? But at the expense of our our spiritual lives, essentially, uh, in a lot of ways, not always. Um, so it's like if you have a generation coming in that's in their heart much more empathetic to a logic brain, it might look like something you know from that vantage point. It looks like nothing's happening where it's like they might be like feeling into things and they need time to process and stuff like that goes in, but it's like they're working out of inspiration, which you start getting art and creativity and new ways and innovation and all these things that have been happening, but a mind who's just so committed to this is never going to see that. And it's going to look like laziness and stuff like that. Um, You know, Ken Wilber talks about integral theory and I really like this analogy. He's like, look, you're walking up the ladder, right? You're going up the rungs. So you start at the bottom, but at wherever you are, it's like now you move up, right? So you, you're you at that vantage point. You're at that new vantage point, but you're no longer having the experience of the previous vantage point. It's integrated into you, but it's not where you're looking from anymore. And as you climb, you've still done the work that's had you climb, so it's integrated, but you've now lost the perspective of that lower vantage point, and you're only viewing from this particular vantage point. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing. So, you know, there's a question, you know, so uh, we're looking for balance yin and yang style, <laughs> uh, yin and yang. Yeah, so I, I would say like, Elon and I, I think are much more focused on on harmony, like harmonization. Like what's the frequency of something versus the balance of something? Because balance will, will have you think, oh, I got it now. I balance this equation and then something comes along and, and you start having this teetering effect. And I think it leads to feeling like something's not working properly versus just like, I'm in a harmony, I'm out of harmony, you know, and, and you can again, clearly identify the way, the way life looks when you're in and out of it. So, all right. What's all right, man. Guys, amazing conversation today. That was it's fun. Gonna, it's going to be a heck of a year. All right. All right. Love you guys. Love you guys. Uh, Bye. Bye. I <laughs> love you. We're going to play tennis. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Go get them. really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as I did. And as always, thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening. A couple of things. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It's a quickly growing community with some amazing souls and amazing support. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can promise you, you will absolutely love that group. That's where we make all of our exclusive content available, as well as trainings that are just for the group accessible to you and your fellow Satorians. So make sure you request access to that group immediately. Also, if you haven't done so already, we've put together an incredible app. You can go to satoriprime.com forward slash app and get immediate access right now to a 10-part mindset reboot training. It is an eye-opening, mind-expanding experience that you do not want to miss. Well, until we meet again, have an amazing day, my friend. I look forward to personally connecting with you and seeing how Satori Prime can help you in achieving your dream life real soon. Have an amazing day.